Dr. Dean took some very important downtime from his busy schedule to come in and share his stories about his educational journey, which is not the typical path for an aspiring Korean doctor. Dr. Dean is active in the community and regularly engages in volunteering and language clubs, in addition to being a resident doctor at the local university hospital. The millennials are often criticized for not being hard workers, but this outstanding individual breaks that stereotype. We are all happy to have met Dr. Dean and are thrilled he is an active member of our continuously developing foreign community here in the south of the south you are now tuned into this korean life with your hosts brian and nate weed lingers yeah that would that would be nice give us a hard start please a hard start. It's easier to keep track of the time during it if we have real right. times. Not no to... duty booty. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to another episode of This Korean Life. Number 88, Eric Lindros. Sweet shout out to the biggie. And welcome, Dr. Dean. Thank you uh, for coming with uh, your residency, working 95 hours a week. It, it, it's incredible you have time to, to volunteer at the at the Christmas party there, and you're here early on a Sunday. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you I appreciate it. How much coffee do you drink in a day? <laughs> well, I'm going to have at least two cups. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Holy moly. Isn't the, uh, doesn't the work pile up and... Do you do you feel the 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 stress of it all? I mean, it, high school kids here get put through the ringer, but as a <clears throat> doing your residency must be a, a whole new whole new ball of wax there. Mm-hmm. Can you can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean the work's pretty hard. It really is, but um, it really depends on how many patients that you got. Mm. So uh, we could have anywhere from maybe two to five patients up to twenty to thirty patients, and the workload between that is entirely different so when we would have over 20 patients we'd be working non-stop from 7 to 6 p.m and we wouldn't be able to finish everything so we'd have to work over hours um but we can't clock those hours in yeah so we're just working overtime um to just get all that work done uh, and it's mostly it's not just seeing the patients but it's just all the paperwork too because mm. You know, when the day when the day goes by, we have to uh, record whatever happened that day. Of course. So that's a lot of work, and during the day, anything's a go. You know, your patients could have a heart like a heart attack or mm. anything. You know, I always think about the the rigor and the like the strenuous work that again comparing to high school kids. And I thought I could do that for a day. <laughs> I could do that for you know if you really had to do something hard, I had to do it for a week. How do you maintain that? Um, that that motivation or that um, the energy the the mental fortitude to what is it four years yeah it's a four uh, year residency years. three years yeah. especially especially after not coming through the Korean high school system yeah yeah I don't know your experience in American high school but I mean I think you you would understand that focus a little more if you came mm-hmm. through the Korean system mm-hmm. probably America would might have been a little bit easier you might have been more intrinsically motivated but here it's kind of forced upon you to to grind through that. So yeah, I mean, what was I, that like? I never had that, you know, the Korean arduousness, you know, they mm. would just sit down for hours at end and, and, and study, uh, maintain that. How can uh, you become a doctor if you don't? Know? <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would do that when it's really necessary, but right now, um, going to work from seven to six, uh, the way that I maintain my focus, um, is 
just a balanced life. You know, I mm. would I would try to leave as soon as possible as my work is done, and when I get back <laughs> home, I'm I'm taking that time to give myself the rest. So yeah. I'll be doing the stuff that I like, like volunteering. I'll be I'll be cooking. Um, I'll be playing video games. Whatever mm. that I need to do. Um, to work again tomorrow morning. So. Anything to to kind of decompress, yeah, yeah. to yeah. get your mind away from. Uh, yeah. I just watched a Mr. Beast interview, uh, Mr. Beast interview, a Mr. Beast interview video, yeah. <laughs> intervideo. <laughs> that's a new. Hey, mark that down. All that's that's going to be the next year's uh, interview. <laughs> next word year's year. uh, word of the year. Nice. You heard it here first. Um, but he was saying too that he had to kind of train himself mm. to not work. Mm. You, you know, it was. Uh, he's like, I, I all I want to do is make videos, and I and he had to kind of, you know, uh, undo that. Uh, he lives in a studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he, yeah. for the sounds of it, he goes and visits his girlfriend and watches a movie <laughs> once every six months, and that's like, all right, I'm ready to go again. You know? <laughs> it's a problem. Like people in Korea don't really know how to play, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's absolutely. been it's been bred out of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean that that rise from third world or developing nation mm. to Asia powerhouse 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 exporting cars and horses making yeah. up words yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, is uh, it's not Israel's the only other country in the world that's mm. done that and to get to get to that stage you have to work like that I mean probably mm. your your grandparent or your grandfather at least probably never had a day off. Exactly, yeah. and, and the generation that is your father's generation also. Uh-huh. I mean, five days off a year, and and that yeah. that includes working every Saturday. I mean, the kids when you're in elementary school, you probably mm-hmm. went on Saturdays. Yep. So it's been crowned right out of them. I mean, they don't. They, my kids don't understand how lucky they are to have Saturdays <laughs> off. Do you think though, within your within the time that you're living, that you can find happiness within wherever wherever you are? You know, like if you're working at, oh, he's my my buddy that I exercise with. He's he's at his factory all the time, but it seems like within his bubble, he can find happiness, like meeting his buddy for lunch or laughing about whatever. His, but uh, I think for here, you, the average person doesn't. Only probably the last, like my university students now are, I think, the first, not even generation, first like group of, you know, people who understand that there's another way mm-hmm. because of the internet because of travel yep. we've said on here a million times the previous generation your your parents generation <laughs> never traveled it was only business travel and that was it exactly and even the business travel for koreans is quite grueling because it's it includes drinking till the hours <laughs> in the morning yep. it's not even like it's still you get burned out there yep. so this generation or, or this age group of uni students now mm-hmm. who are who are kind of the first ones to travel leisurely yeah. um is the first ones that have kind of seen that maybe there is a different way or maybe i don't have to work 80 hours a week maybe mm-hmm. i don't have to do the sunum yeah. and it's become a, a viable option for kids to say hey i don't want to do the army mm-hmm. i don't want to do the sunum i'm going abroad i'm going to learn and, and i might never come back yeah. and before that really wasn't uh practical but now, I think a lot of parents even kind of secretly wish that for their kids, so they don't have to endure the grind here. But yeah. they need their kids to want to do it and not kind of push them or force them out. If the kid says, "Mom, I want to do high school in the states," oh, okay, that'll be tough. But yeah, go get it. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, speaking about motivations and whatnot, what is your inspiration, motivation to? Hmm. I mean, I, I think about uh, 
when I was young, the, the dream was dentist. And then they went, but you got to do 10 years of school after high school. And I was like, no, <laughs> I couldn't. I, at that time, I couldn't. At 18, I was mentally um, very immature. How do you make that decision or what's the what's the motivation behind it? Uh, it's actually a pretty hard question for me because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I decided to become a doctor because I was I was in cognitive science because I love the neuroscience. I love psychology. Oh, we'll um, get to that later. Yeah, that that <laughs> whole thing. So I decided that I wanted to become a doctor. Um, and right at that point, I think it was uh, it kind of ties right into uh, how I how much I was interested in cognitive science. Mm. And um, there, when I when I first got to the university, I was I was undecided. I didn't know what my major was going to mm. be. I was shopping for majors, going to all these different. Uh, talks by uh, the professors and there's one professor in the cognitive science department mm. he comes in he's he's got this giant candy tub and he puts his gloves on takes out a human brain and he's like this is the new frontier this is what you're going to be learning about and I was like this right. is what I'm going to do he had a candy tub yeah it was it was a huge plastic tub with and a brain was, in it double, bu- double bubble exactly <laughs> <laughs> and he just pulls out a brain <laughs> yeah, wow. and um, I've I've been in love with cognitive science ever since, and um, I was trying to find I, I was trying to make a career out of it. Mm. And um, Hopkins, like forty percent of the kids are pre med, mm. so they're all taking all the classes that forty percent of John Hopkins are pre med. Like a lot of the kids. Wow! Holy moly! <laughs> yeah, so all my friends uh, wanted to become doctors, and you, you really get motivated by that. Mm. Like they're they're all these really hardworking um, students, and they're all very motivated. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, maybe I could do that too. Um, I can make something out of it. Uh, my dad's actually a doctor as well. Mm. So that played a part. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can see, I mean, you, you can see the, <laughs> the, the path and, 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 uh, and the final goal, right? Yeah. Awesome. So, when, mm-hmm. so when do you think you d- decided or figured out that that was when you started looking into what to major in? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, about halfway through though, um, at first, I was really interested in working as a forensic psychologist. So, playing into the psychology and uh, how the human mind really works. But uh, they actually had a, a CIA that came into our um, uh, college, and they were doing an info session about uh, uh, about the jobs that they had there. So I went, and I was like. Uh, do you accept foreigners? They're like, no. You have to be a U.S. citizen. Where are you uh, from? Korea? <laughs> you don't look American. South, South. <laughs> so, yeah, that went out the window. I was like, all right, that's not, that's not one of the options. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, so that's what I've just been doing. I've been doing research. I've been trying to uh, make something out uh, of the major that I had. Yeah. And I just ended up here. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, you got you to gotta take us back a few steps then because... <laughs> The average Korean kid, one, doesn't even get into John Hopkins. Mm. No matter how hard they study here and put Lotte Kingdom Castle on their on their resume. <laughs> um, but I live in Gomatap. <laughs> castle? Wow. Um, most wouldn't even get in there. Um, so I'm curious, maybe your path through, or even maybe take us back to elementary school in Canada, but how you ended up in the States for high school. And mm. I imagine the... The, the resume you need to get into John Hopkins is probably pretty serious. How did you, what was your motivation through high school to, mm. I mean, not knowing maybe where you're going or did you already know you were going to go to university in the States? And uh, I think when we went to high school, a lot of it's on you. 
and your parents. Your parents yeah. were here, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of it's on you to to stay on the straight and narrow, not go to the frat parties, get the you know study hard at the right times, get good grades on the exams. I mean, it's uh, it's very your responsibility mm-hmm. as opposed to here I feel like Eunice is different because it's out in the countryside yep. I feel the kids get disconnected <laughs> from their parents and they're like holy exactly. shit I'm free chicken and beer every night <laughs> and and they kind, and then they go why am I here <laughs> I came here to study but I didn't study my whole first year so I, I feel just in Canada getting into university is kind of like your own responsibility mm. and that might be really difficult being an international high school student abroad how did Maybe talk us through elementary school in Vancouver and all right, yeah, and then high school. Well, elementary school, I I didn't know anything, <laughs> so I was just there having fun, um, just running around the woods. Um, but that's where I really got the foundations of my uh, English skills. And I came back. I was going through middle school in Korea, and that was that was pretty hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was forced into that. You know, just going to hagwon after hagwons. And I, I was not happy with that. So, but I, I wasn't failing my classes. I was, I was still doing pretty well, but still. Did you have any say? Mom, this is crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> we know. It's like, we just did two years in Canada. We don't have to do this. What are we doing? No. So, yeah, I, had, I had to go to school every single day on oh. Saturday as well. And um, <laughs> hagwons after hagwons. Um, and, you know, I was, I was a pretty good kid back then. Um, I would just still go to Hogwarts. I wouldn't really miss out. Um, and then third year came around um, and my dad comes into my room at one morning and he's like, you know, a lot of my uh, colleagues are sending their kids abroad. Um, and he knew I was, I was struggling, hmm. uh, that I wasn't happy with the system here. So you, you were doing it, but yeah, you weren't happy. Yeah, I wasn't happy. I think so, that's the whole country. exactly yeah so he comes in and he's like you know do you want to go study in the states i'm like hell yeah like (laughs) send me away right now (laughs) so yeah i i had to take a few tests um they have like the ssat whatnot uh toefl and uh there's a whole so i got accepted to a pretty prestigious high school and then what they did was they over accepted so a oh, lot took of, too many people in. Way too many people. Um, so you don't usually just apply to one high school. Mm. You apply to multiple ones. And a lot of the people ended up coming, like deciding to come to that high school. Um, so they had to drop a few international students. And oh, no. I was one of them. Oh. And it was all because oh. I, I got my acceptance letter. So that like early in that year. Mm. And I was supposed to go to summer school. So... Uh, I was still going to school, like middle school in Korea, mm. and I botched the test. Like I was, I was gonna go away. Why would I like yeah. put work into it? So I got like a like a C minus or like a D on my arts, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, you, you still have to send me the scores." So oh, I sent them the scores, and they're like, "You can't come to our uh, high school." <laughs> oh no! It was terrible. I was like, oh, "How no. am I going to the states now?" Like, I, I, what the, am I gonna do? The whole world comes <laughs> crumbling down. So this was like in, uh, this was now summer yeah. and I'm trying to frantically look for new uh, high schools that would accept me in September. Jesus. So, and I ended up in this uh, tiny school. It was, uh, it's called Dublin School mm. uh, up in New Hampshire. And uh, they have four grades from ninth to 12th grade mm. and their entire student population was only 126 people. <laughs> How much? 126 people from ninth wow. to 12th grade. 
So wow. pretty damn tiny. Yeah. <laughs> but it was... 30 kids a grade. You got one class per grade? Yeah, we had uh, 26 people in my grade. Wow. So you knew everybody. You knew everything about everybody. Mm. And... Um, <laughs> C plus in art. Oh, <laughs> That's what caused it. Shit. Yeah. But uh, that, yeah, I mean, if you jump forward, that mm-hmm. wasn't the end. I, I see kids here like, teacher, I got 92 on my test. <laughs> uh, my my career is over. <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah, wild. Uh, way, way worse than that. There's mm, people commit suicide for 96 and 97 and don't <laughs> get into Seoul and Yonsei. Oh, it's, it's absurd. It's not, it's not all about colleges, but so, that's so you how must, Koreans are making mm, it out to be. Yeah? You must have had a a gap there between because mm-hmm. the school years aren't on the same schedule. Mm-hmm. So you finished your high school or middle school three in March, and then you were just hanging out until yeah, September. I, was, I, was, I actually went to a, a Korean high school for about like three months. You did, sir. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. How? How was that? <laughs> yeah, that was, that because, was great. <laughs> because that would have been still until 10 o'clock, right? Yeah. They're not well, all, not no, lots I, of the I, would just, uh, I would just leave by um, when the classes are over. I I didn't. Five uh, o'clock or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever the classes are over. But I isn't that, involved. doesn't that give your parents a bad reputation in your neighborhood and your apartment? And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Like you, you, know, can't, you can't just leave, can you? Or what, what would. You could. Don't you, you could. need a special note or something or you're going to some other hog uh, Well, I told my teacher, you know, I, I wasn't going to be taking this soon. I, there's no point in me staying here until 10 p.m. Like I'm, you I'm told just, the teacher. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I just was to bow know. and kiss the teacher's feet, not tell him I'm yeah, not I, coming. I was just here for three months. I'm, I'm just getting the, that Hanging experience out. of what, yeah, what the Korean high school is about. <laughs> then I recommend you stay until 10 p.m. if you want the real experience. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here by five. <laughs> so did you? Did, were you? Uh, did the other guys look down upon you for that or? Um, you know, not tough enough, not part of the brotherhood, not... Uh... <laughs> I mean, a lot of the uh, same guys that went to middle school with me ended up in the same high school. So I was really just hanging out with the pals. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, did you... When you went to the States... Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. When you went to the States, did you have any of that... I think of Stacy's daughter there, like the survivor's guilt? Mm. Like you knew your buddies were in this hellhole. And I mean, it's not... It's, I mean, it's one of the... High, most highly educated countries <laughs> in the world, but mm-hmm. the the grueling grind of the eight a.m. to ten p.m. Did you feel any of that guilt that oh man, my buddies are stuck, they're mm-hmm. screwed, I'm here living the life, they're you know. I mean, uh, well, to be honest, I think I didn't even have time to think about the people that are left behind in Korea because I was so busy just focusing on what the task mm-hmm. that I had at hand because mm-hmm. you know it was a completely new environment. And Which I, was survival and acclimation, or exactly. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and you were asking something. Oh, I just wanted to ask, like, what year was this? Ah, uh, this was uh, so middle school. Uh, I started high school in two thousand seven, so this must have been like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Okay. Yeah. Might have been at my Hagwon. <laughs> <laughs> you said the first school you got into was pretty prestigious. How? I don't know what the process is of, of going to high school abroad. And I think a lot of schools would just take, I mean, if you applied to my high school, there would be no, they would just put your name in the hat and say, come on, let's go. <laughs> There's no, uh, you know, not a lot of qualifications. I mean, the average guy was smoking joints for lunch and fixing his car. So <laughs> I mean, they'd take anybody. What, what's, what was the process? You said you applied to a bunch of different schools. Mm-hmm. I'm completely Same unfamiliar with what, what that process is like. Same as uni? 
Uh, pretty much the same, hmm. I'd say. Yeah. We. But we, you're applying to prep schools or prep schools because yeah. I, I don't imagine the average mm. Korean or American high school has these uh, requirements. Mm. So these are high, prestigious these are, prep schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I would so. I mean, my resume had basically nothing. It's just my school grades. And that my was going to be my next school. question. What did you, what yeah. do you have? Like the average <laughs> American kid would have volunteer experience, part time right? work. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Me, nada. I got a, a D in art. <laughs> I got a D in art. <laughs> so if you didn't get that art score, you would have got into one of the more prestigious ones? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, my, my middle school grades weren't that great either. So I didn't really have much on my resume. Um, it was really just, oh, I studied in Canada back when. And that was it. Uh, maybe I could uh, play tennis. Like. That's all about that I could say. <laughs> no League of Legend level twenty seven. <laughs> no. no, I knew how to play StarCraft. <laughs> and oh. just what I did was uh, I applied to like five different high schools, and um, we booked a ticket to the states, and we had a bunch of different interviews, and they would just look at you and see whether you're a good kid or not. You know, it, it, I don't think it was really much about the resumes. It's about uh, whether this kid is someone that their high school wanted to uh, teach. Go behind it. Yeah. yeah. Get behind. Um, <sighs> yeah what, do you, what do you think? I mean, <laughs> I oh, think, I think any like any a... high school at home would say yes to 99% of Asian kids. I mean, <laughs> yeah. most of them. In, hey, when I went to university, it was mm. if you ever had to cheat on a test, sit behind the Asian kid. <laughs> the any, any symphony orchestra in Canada is probably, I would guess, 70, 80% Asian. Um, I mean, if you want to succeed, statistics.com, check that. <laughs> Just take a picture and look. If you want to, if you want to find successful people in academia and the arts, I mean, Asia is probably your go-to spot. So yeah. I, I, I don't know many that would decline. Um, are you being modest or is this Dublin high school or new Dublin high school, whatever? Is that still pretty prestigious? Like 150 kids only, but is that like the second tier top kids in the country or <laughs> no it i have a feeling it's not just a basic countryside high school well it it actually was really surprisingly <laughs> enough yeah it wasn't it wasn't like a prestigious high school um but it was a very family-based community-based high school that i really really loved um and you know they wouldn't force you to study or anything it wasn't you know they weren't like uh sending kids to harvard princeton whatever mm. it was they were they were focused on just good education, hard work. Um, they even had the, something called the work gang on every Saturday morning. They would have all the kids uh, in school do some hard work. Uh, we we built lean tos and uh, we were chopping down the wood with axes, <laughs> like like as a like as a club thing, like for fun. As a club, or, yeah, it was like a educational cleaning thing. the streets or yeah, we would be sweeping, we'd be shoveling the snow. Imagine pitching that to. We'd like uh, to I mean, do right? that here. Uh, we'd like to do that. Oh, you here. did a hit. No, we want to. Yeah, we want to. Uh, Saturday morning, six a.m. Get the kids in our neighborhoods together mm -hmm. and clean up the parks. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I I think it's a good lesson for the kids. Like you can't just be sitting at your desk working away. You you have you got to know the the value of like hard work listen dude the problem yeah, quit is being a doctor the, and just start youtubing to all the, all the parents <laughs> the problem is convincing the precious moms that the yeah. kids can get up and, yeah. and be off their phones for 20 minutes and come and help clean up the neighborhood the wrappers they threw on the on the ground earlier in the in the week mm. oh it's uh you know if you guys could organize it, that'd be fantastic but yeah. uh, well, a lot might, of might be there. calling on you a few more times you <laughs> <laughs> you're saying exactly what we what we feel and, and things that we talk about all the time mm. that it's 
it can I don't know how it how it slowly evolved into like this hyper studying like you, the only thing you can do is study like in everything in life you need a you need balance man it happened yep. because because they grew up without steady jobs without steady income mm-hmm. not uncertain future and if you could get a job at Samsung SK Hyundai or LG you are set for life yeah you yeah. get you get your uh, pension or whatever yeah. resort stays. You get your kids' education. You get so the only way to get into those jobs was have the best scores, which was study fifty hours a day. But, but as technology continues to develop, what or like your test score is the most important thing. Like it's not about learning; it's about yeah. But don't you it's, think it's more it's just like, about performance it's what you can show on your test. resume? Yeah. right. We we can say which that. But don't you yeah. think it's changed a lot and Here? is changing a lot and changing quickly? I mean, I think you could see, not yeah, per, I, perhaps you could see in two or three years, they say, Sunum's gone. Mm. We're going all interview. Let's show me your character. And all of a sudden, Korea is the best volunteering country in the world. <laughs> it, but, it can, it can, this is how well, it changes, yeah, though. Yeah, yep. but the thing is, like, you hear from people. And then it's a um, contest. Who can volunteer the most or the yeah. best or make the best NGO? Yeah. There are very few people that get selected, right? Mm-hmm. Like just statistically. But then you hear from your neighborhood that, oh, he missed this exam by just two marks. Mm-hmm. And then you just see that his life could have been like totally different if he got selected in like some prestigious university. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. And but, then you inspire your kids like do whatever it takes to not miss two marks. Yeah. Like, but that's but that's what I mean. Like now now with the evolution of, of technology and stuff and guys like Dr. Dean speaking out or becoming role models for a new generation. Hey, a lot of my students at the uni don't want this stuff. They, they don't care about those jobs and stuff anymore because they realize there's so many other jobs. Before, when they were less traveled, it was my dad works for Hyundai, my uncle works for Hyundai, my brother works for Hyundai, my cousin works for Hyundai. They didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. Now they, they're traveling, they see, and there's a million opportunities. And the girl that I do have this winter session here, she's majoring in Spanish. She doesn't care to work for Hyundai or Samsung. She wants to be a t- tour guide and work in a Spanish country. And oh. and she's more likely to have a YouTube channel and go through and do that way. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's changing maybe faster than we can see because the main jobs or the main thing is still education and academia and hagwon. But I, I think it is changing quickly. And I you can probably speak to that after once we get into the mm-hmm. medical side of stuff All right. that I'm sure you have <laughs> friends that aren't that took different paths like you did and not just power through the Korean education system. I think it's changing faster than maybe we give it credit for. Possibly. But I know I do. <laughs> but really, I don't know. A lot of the a lot of the moms I teach, man, are they just uh, they know and they they say the same things as you. I said, okay, well, be the first one to step out and 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 do something new. Like no, I'd, I'd be <laughs> I'd be totally screwing yeah. my kids if I did that. Yeah, yeah. Which, like Nate said, like we have more people to look up to who mm. have not followed like the traditional path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and and I think I'm surprised to hear that individually because from the women's center teaching Ajumas for years, collectively they pretty much all say the same answer. Yes. But when they stay after class and you talk to them, they come and say something completely different. Mm-hmm. Like what? I really want my kid to go abroad. What should I do? Mm. I really want to get my kid good in English, but I don't have a lot of money. Go to the Philippines. Stop paying for hagwans mm-hmm. for 10 years. Go to the Philippines for six months. They just just like that. Any any question, like even at City Hall at the meetings, the guys say this, but then you get them one on one after, and it's a different story again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all say, "Hey, actually, uh, my nephew is married to a Vietnamese girl, and I have a, a Damuna grandchild." And I'm like, "Oh, so you know then? 
And and now we have this generation of people where they do have multicultural grandchildren or nieces and nephews and Korea's globalites, multicultural as still semi xenophobic, homogeneous <laughs> <So>. <laughs> as it as it is, mm-hmm. it is also changing quickly. Yeah. And the, the gap between the young under thirty and and over forty five is light years. It's crazy yeah. how disconnected it is. Yeah. Let us and the parents might be saying that, but the kids aren't thinking that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I don't know, dude. I hope. I hope the it's kids everything. go on this YouTube channel. Tells me my mom's crazy. I don't. Have, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do this. Am I going to listen to all my buddies on YouTube and my friends or my Stop mom? Stop subscribing to that. Korean life podcast. <laughs> no, a lot of like YouTubers or Instagrammers or like whatever creators we see, they became YouTubers out of necessity. Like mm-hmm. probably they did mm-hmm. not get into like the most good jobs or biggest universities, and then they had to like figure out what to do. Right? <laughs> even, talk about even, even during COVID, I mean, I use the sixty-second docs of the recycling kid. Solid uh, entrepreneur at six years old, recycling yeah. cans, whatever. He's made a. His dream was to be a garbage man, and he's made twenty thousand dollars in recycling pop cans. And everyone in the neighborhood gets them ready. Anyways, well, the yeah. stock market boy in Korea during Corona, you know, school was off, whatever, and he started following his mom and his dad or whatever, and learning about the stock market, and he became famous for making whatever half a million dollars, a million dollars at fourteen, and he was doing interviews all over, and then. It spurred all these young guys who want to be stockbrokers now and yep. invest in the market. So, yeah, I mean, it can change it. <clears throat> that, that was a, a great time to be an investor. I'd like to see where the fuck everyone's at. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying it changes the mentality of, of course. if this guy's 13, 14, and he's making twice as much as my dad, mm-hmm. a lot of moms, right? The majority of the stock accounts made in the last five years were people under 18, made by their parents, parents investing for their kids, or... Kids getting into it saying, "I this looks like an easy way. Hey, it's not. They're going to learn. But at least they're going to learn something different than uh, going to the learning, yeah. Tell us a little bit about high school. High school. Uh, you get in, you get settled. <clears throat> what uh, American high school in the stereotype would probably be the rah, 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 football, Friday <laughs> night a, lights and, and so lots of... Small community, small hometown community, yeah. uh, value hard work. What about the academic yeah. rigor of it? Uh, or the, or the, the extracurricular. Academic. Yeah. Uh, well, we didn't have that many extracurricular activities, um, but the mm-hmm. academics was just, well, kind of like any any other high school. We had English, math, whatever. And um, they had this uh, community living level uh, system, which was, I like, poor, good, and uh, I, I don't know what the... Ballin'? Was. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, it, it, it depends on your GPA and um, how many, like, volunteering hours you put in and then... Um, if you were, if you were just good on that level, uh, you would have to, uh, you would have to go to the study sessions from like eight to 10 PM and do your work, do your homework. But if you were on the, the excellent level, um, you would, you can do whatever you want during that time. You only had to just check in, um, tell your Ah, professor that you So it's a boarding school. Yeah, Yeah, it was a boarding school. Yeah. Um, they, they would trust those kids to uh, make their own choices. That's a good system. Yeah. What? Yeah. When When was that time? Uh, during high school. No, but well, I mean, when was the free time where you either had uh, to go was, to study sessions? It was sessions from uh, 8 to 10. In the evening? In the evening, yeah. They would that do was every called single day. community living levels? Yeah, community living levels. So, so that was like, are you a good student or not? 
Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if That's you were, you got free time mm-hmm. to pursue whatever you want. If you're not, come and do the extra. Yeah. And catch pay me up. now or pay me later. You do your do your shit during the day or mm-hmm. oh wow. We yeah. we had like a little bit modified version of that. Like yeah. we had three grades, like poor, good, and very good. Mm-hmm. Poor kids had to stay so that they can just make it to the next grade. Yeah. Middle uh, tier would just go and play. An upper tier would have more classes so that like they excel in the like the inter school stuff. Ah, so okay. They would okay. also like so post. mandatory for everyone just for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Like the yeah. middle tier kids were the most free people. They used okay. to like, go and play <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> what? I, I think it's pretty good because the, these average. kids who were not able to study on their own would get help from the teachers that were at the sessions. And yeah, yeah. And the the other side of that is that they're not boring the top tier kids with. With repeating shit over and over. Exactly. Don't they do that in universities too? Like, if mm. you notice that you are about to fail or get a D, mm. then they will start like evening coaching sessions. Mm. But That's... hold on, what about like th- this mentality of? In, I think in Canada, America, the people who go to Hogwans or this extra learning or Sylvan's Learning Center or whatever mm. are people trying to catch up to the average. Mm. But in Korea. It's top to bottom. Everybody goes. Yeah. And, and in general, the whole spectrum just jumps up a notch. Mm-hmm. There's not many people that kind of jump levels or, or cast or whatever you want to call it. They don't really jump up and, and change. The whole every the whole population goes and they all just kind of level up together. Mm-hmm. What what do you make of, of that? Like we grew up where if you weren't a good reader, you had a private teacher and that wasn't like you might get made fun of. Haha, <laughs> Johnny can't read. But it Best was never motivation. the guy. It was never the guy with an A mm-hmm. going to get an A plus. He was just he's smart and he gets A's. Yeah. Where in Korea, I find like everybody's going to level up, so they all level up together, and nobody gets further ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I have my uh, like I I'm not happy with the Korean learning educational system at mm-hmm. all. Um, there's only one endpoint. Like they they're going to Hagwons. They're doing all these extracurriculars. They they do whatever other people do because what the universities in Korea see is, well, now they're changing a bit, but up to this point, it has always been whatever's on the resume, whatever your student score is, whatever. Your, uh, so all these kids have no choice but to go to hard ones because mm. that's all they can put on their resume. That's all they're going the to, that's all the universities are going to show. Systems yeah. in place. They got to, no but interview. there's got to be a couple guys who've broken the system with, I got good scores, but I'm a, genius i'm a youtube star i'm a, okay this guy's got a c average but he's a business whiz he's already got a million subscribers but it's where it's an outlier it, yeah, yeah and it's what like, society values too yeah. which is hard work and nose of the grindstone right so <laughs> and that that goes into how society and, and culture influences cognition mm-hmm. and, and and learning and everything right yeah yeah. Well, so what kind of stuff did the guys who were at the the high level or excellent level of community living mm-hmm. what what were they doing during their uh, Eight to ten, whatever they want. You but know? were they unwinding, doing computer games, or were they reading physics textbooks? Uh, depends on whatever you want to do. You but, but I mean, yeah. you're from your experience, what oh, was there? Uh, a bunch of guys playing basketball in the courtyard, or yeah, you could be working out in the gym, you could be uh, playing video games. Um, it's just that if you're at the excellent level, if you're able to, uh, you know, study on your own, the teachers are trusting you to manage your own time. So How's the entire high school boarding school? Uh, yes, it was. Oh. Uh, well, not not entirely. There were mm-hmm. some uh, kids who were from the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How so. how did you adapt to that and and being independent and being away from family and stuff? Uh, I think 
you know, being from a Korean uh, educational system, I think it was pretty easy for me to catch up. Um, and I, I had I, I knew how to speak English by then, so I had no pro- uh, trouble in the uh, in learning classes aspects. and and doing my homeworks. So grades weren't as much of a uh, difficulty for me, but for me it was um, just adjusting to the system and. Uh, figuring out who I was in high school. Like everyone, everybody's trying to figure out who they are in high school. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I, I thought I wanted to go to law school. Uh, you know, you know, like, you know, Okdong. Yeah. that's where I grew up. So I saw all these lawyers and uh, there was like a huge um, court over there. So I was like, you know, maybe I should go into law school. And uh, I would go, <laughs> I would go to these um, like uh, model, model UNs and like uh, mock trials. Um, At the courthouse? They, at, yeah, they, they had those in um, in Harvard, and they would have these right. mock trials yeah. uh, for the kids. And I went there, and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean when you were in high school? When I was in high school, okay. yeah. They had all these activities, and um, I, I went there, and I was just like dozing off because I was so bored. They were talking about a, uh, it was like a car accident case, and they were arguing over uh the most trivial stuff it wasn't it wasn't like (laughs) whose fault it was it was just uh whether like how how fast you were going (laughs) so i'm like this isn't for me i so law school just went out the window Mm. um and then in high school i was watching a tv show uh dr house so this actually ties into how i got into hopkins because um i was watching dr house then and i just loved the show (laughs) you walked into your interview with a cane (laughs) just started telling everyone what to do (laughs) so yeah it's a i I still want to go to like uh i I didn't completely abandon my dreams of law school that's how i played into the clinical psychology stuff Mm. that ties a lot of the uh law aspect um but i was watching dr house and i'm like you know being a doctor would be really cool um you get to boss everybody around, <laughs> and, uh, and and on my college essay, I I wrote exactly that. I was like, you know, I wanted to go to law school, but I didn't like the mock trials. I don't think it was for me, but I'm still considering it. Mm. And I watched this awesome TV show, Doctor House, and I I love what the uh, doctors do, um, and how they interact with patients. So that's why I was undecided. Um, and that was the gist of my essay for Hopkins. Yeah. It was like, I have no idea what to do, but I'm just juggling between these two things. And I actually, uh, my one of my professors or my teachers proofread that essay in my high school. And she was like, she just, just exited all out. It was like, this no. is this is a prestigious academic yeah. institute. And you're writing about a Dr. House TV show. <laughs> And He's a prestigious doctor, isn't he? Yeah, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to accept any of your corrections. I, I just corrected a couple of the grammar mistakes. And I submitted the essay as it was. I was like, Good you know, for you. this is yeah. me. You know, this is where I am right now in my life. And uh, I just want to show it. And and I got accepted. I was like... <laughs> Go fucking yeah. staple it to a teacher's head. All right. Anyway, you know anything. <laughs> but that's you know I, I think you know imagine the the receive the people the what an HR whoever is receiving the those essays and they go 99 of the essays are going to be the same mm-hmm. and they read one like i watched dr house and still don't know what i'm doing like you know what i like this kid <laughs> but let him in here that's uh oh that's awesome man yeah where else did you apply 
Uh, well, Hopkins was my early decision. So at that point, it was just Hopkins, yeah. and I was waiting on uh, writing essays for all the other schools that I would have wrote for the uh, regular admission. Yeah. <laughs> Chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Write Tell me, me an essay <laughs> that would get me into Harvard. You know. <laughs> Reference Doctor House. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I kind of want to try this. See if it works. Right. Hundred percent. Chat GPT. Hundred percent. It'll work. You'll you'll look at yours and be like, oh man, lucky I got in with this. If I had ChatGPT back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> that, hold on. Didn't I just read that it passed the medical exam? It did. <laughs> it did? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and that, hold on. That, that's, now it's ChatGPT 4. Two, is that four? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And number five's coming out. Yeah. Like now it has like a, a billion something. 75 billion. 75 billion. Meters. But it's going to have like a trillion. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. or like five trillion or yeah. something. Yeah. It's going to, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah, not just, done. I don't know what happened, but everything on my phone now is AI. Mm. Everything. I mean, making cartoon <laughs> strips, making posters, making movies. Like you can just say, make me a movie like Aladdin with an Indian character and it'll make you... The best one was that superheroes for every country. Or you want me to make Aladdin again? Have you have you seen Have you seen that one? No. Make no. every nation a superhero, and it's uh, got every country or whatever, like a hundred countries in the world with their own superhero. Oh god! And their Can Canada's we, is a moose, like a <laughs> a fierce moose or something. They're they're, they're unreal. They're a amazing. Stick and maple. Syrup. They're probably yeah. better than than most of what most people could actually dream yeah. of. Mm-hmm. They're they're incredible. Oh, that's awesome! I did yeah. the. I've used ChatGBT. Have you done the picture yeah. one yet? Oh, the AI art stuff? Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. The picture one, Dolly? Uh, Dolly. Similar to that. Similar, similar okay. to that. Um, I, I used that, and it was weird. Like, you just type in whatever you want. Well, I should find the query I did earlier, but it was uh, so many random things put together, and you're like, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. The sky's the limit. You do anything. Mm-hmm. So you get into Hopkins, and? And, um... That whole stuff happened with the cognitive science, the brain. I was like straight into it. And I was really into my major. I was like, um, no, I love the major. It actually, it, that's an interdisciplinary, ma- interdisciplinary major. Mm. So it covers six different fields, uh, including like philosophy, uh, cognitive psychology, neuroscience, computer science. Uh, Biology. What else? It wasn't biology. Is that linguistics? Linguistics. And uh, something else I can't remember. Um and uh, I actually ended up uh, founding the National Honor Society for Cognitive Science called Omega Psi. And now they still hold conferences uh, regionally. So that was one of the works that I did in college that I did. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Omega Psi? Omega Psi. Yeah. Not really a flat, but um, <laughs> we, uh, so it's, it's, a, it's an academic uh, honor society and um, people would you know, take classes, go to conferences, uh, present their research. Mm. And uh, we had to collaborate with a bunch of different universities because mm. they had their own uh, cognitive science societies, but there wasn't a national one like the mm-hmm. business people do. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. we founded that, uh, got that. Um, it was a non-profit organization, all that registered. But I don't know. I haven't really followed up with it, so mm. don't know where that's at. <laughs> so when you're studying cognitive science in the in your in your undergrad, mm-hmm. that was correct. What classes are you taking? Learning? Uh, yeah, it was um, abnormal psych things like this. Yeah, so we had to take at least two classes in every single uh, discipline. Yeah, discipline. Mm. 
And then we had to take extra classes on the two disciplines of our choice.、Mm. So for me, I wanted to go into the medical field. So I chose cognitive psychology and neuroscience as my、uh, focus. So I t- didn't take as many classes in、uh, linguistics and、uh, computer science, and、mm. I, I'm terrible at coding.、Mm. I took one class in coding, and I was like, Java is not my stuff. Sorry, we got ChatGPT now. <laughs> yeah, <was> <laughs> we we have machines to do our coding for us. Yeah. Yeah, so、uh, I took a lot of、uh, neuroscience courses,、um, plus the all the pre-med courses that we had to take,、okay. so biology, organic chemistry, all that. And for a few few years in university, the first few years, I didn't do so well.、Um, you know, I was I wasn't studying as rigorously.、Uh, I the Call of Duty came out in. in <laughs> If you look at this chart. <laughs> As soon as Call of Duty came out,、uh, I was playing zombies with my、uh, roommates in my sophomore year, and my grades just dropped. It was、yeah. it hit the rock bottom, and、um, so at that point, I was like, I gotta put a stop to this.、Yeah. Um, so I went to the army.、Uh, so by the end of my sophomore year, I put a hold on my、uh, uh, in my Hopkins career and、uh, came back to Korea. Went to the army for two years.、Um, And then went back. They straightened you out. Was,、um, yeah, and that really straightened me out. Yeah, I was.、Um, so <laughs> my GPA was like down to I don't know, like like the early threes, so like low threes, three point two, three point four. And then after I came back from the army, like I was getting straight A's. <laughs>、yeah. So I had a good story to tell、um, for either like the medical schools in the states or the medical schools in Korea. I was like, you know, I can straighten up. Like I, I know.、Um, Well, my faults are.、Um, I know if I put in the hard work, I can I can get the good grades. So yeah. Was that was that a decision that was kind of pushed or encouraged upon you by parents and other people, or was that just a fact of life? I know I got to do this. Hey, what the hell? Might as well go now. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, it was.、Uh, I mean, I knew I had to go at some point.、Um, it was either before the end of college or after college. And、um, but if you were going to be a doctor, you.、Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have to go, would you? Uh, well, at that point, I didn't know that I was going to be a doctor. Right.、Okay. Yeah, and、uh, I didn't know there was a alternative option.、Um, I just thought we had to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably one of the best features of the of the army is that yeah. You- You grow up, or for most people, anyway. So you come back, you they they teach you discipline. They you、mm-hmm. know, and that's a ah、oh, man. I find a lot of young guys come out and just. Just wasted my time. And, yeah. yeah, I did yeah. a couple good things, but, <laughs> but I mean, it depends on what you, you make out. If、it. you talk to the average uni student, though,、mm-hmm. I don't think they see it as like it was good because they weren't in high school、mm-hmm. studying and they didn't have to do final exams or something. But so, it wasn't like I learned so much and it, it made me decide, you know, gave me a path and where what I want to do became clear. I think what these Korean kids don't understand is that whatever is thrown at you in your Korean educational life. It's it's up to you to make what you sure yeah, yeah you have a choice you, you, you always can, have you a choice you can make whatever out of it yeah yeah but、like、you can go to the army and say you know I I'm just gonna chill here and not do anything for two years yeah you can make something out of that yeah yeah well it's the same Nate look at if you draw a parallel to coming to teach here、mm-hmm. in your first two years compared to someone else, <laughs> someone else you know、yeah. there's yeah if opportunity presents I mean that's you, that's yeah that's life and you, you grab the bull by the horns right <laughs> but、it. funny when I was at Unist <laughs>、yeah. I found a lot of guys were I don't want to go to the army yeah and all my young names or Subay Sambay Hubays whatever、mm-hmm. said that if I just commit to my master PhD now I don't have to go to the army、mm. so they're like sophomores 
and they already committed to like six more years of union. They have no idea what they want to be. Mm. They just know they don't want to go to the army. <laughs> Where you went to the army not knowing that you might become a doctor and wouldn't have had to go. Mm-hmm. These guys are all pre-committed and they don't even know what the hell they're doing. Or, yep. you know, they get into a laboratory that they hate and they're like, I can't well, quit. I quit. <laughs> and I gotta go to the army and I'm not, like, yep. then I lost like four no years. <laughs> So you got to like suck it up in, in your lab and go through mm. something you don't like. And then you might not even solve your PhD. <laughs> and uh, man, yeah, yeah, just two different ways to, to approach it. Mm-hmm. Did you touch on any mental health stuff in your undergrad? Uh, as in as in like the psychology yeah, yeah. aspect? Yeah. Um, I learned all the uh, clinical psychology stuff, mm. but um, I never really had much time to interact with the patients mm. or get deeper into the psychology mm. aspect because... Um, I was more focused on the uh, the neuroscience and the cognitive systems part, okay, okay. where we were learning about how our eyesight work, how okay. how we hear. Um, those kind of solid science mm. um, that we can actually draw on a on a on a, paper, on a sheet of paper. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You call bullshit on all the psychology stuff. I felt <laughs> look, 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 looking back, honestly, I, my undergrads in psych too. Yeah. And looking back on it. I don't know. You look at some of your professors mm-hmm. and, and just think about like they might be teaching all bullshit that they're not <laughs> even completely convinced of, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, there, there's some supporting theories and whatnot. There but, really is, yeah. And <laughs> in, in some of the things, but one I studied in undergrad and and in uh, the education masters is learning, and no one can agree how how learning occurs in the brain. Everyone's got their own, you know, their own theories and they all make sense, but uh, who knows? So you're, you're looking at the solid uh, science with the foundation. Yeah. I mean, I we, we all, so, so cognitive science, neuroscience, psychology, we're all just looking at the mind and mm. we, we just have different approaches. And for me, that approach was cognitive science. Mm. So we look at, so psychology is just what the mind makes of its makes it that's a resulting uh process yeah. of the of the mind and uh, neuroscience is at the very foundations but cognitive science is just looking at how those pathways connect okay so we're just approaching it differently cool yeah. using your background mm-hmm. when you look at the korean mind what, <laughs> what what do you what do you see there must be some interesting <laughs> pathways and connections there <laughs> I mean, I mean, very uh, academically, but also like the impulsiveness of of following trends and and Mm. just keeping up. And it's like, uh, like you said earlier, it's kind of like hyper everything Mm. because it's such a small country and it's, you know, rags to riches in a short time. And Mm. you don't want to be left behind. you got to have that image. Is there is there anything you took from your experience learning in university and look to compare kind of the differences between why the hell is uh, California so laid back and chilled <laughs> and and why is Korea so kind of stressed out and high strung all the time and I, I don't know um like I feel like Koreans I think the educational system doesn't teach the students that there are multiple options in their Korea you know the students are they, they you look at a regular student they they know they have to go to the university. They have to get good grades in high school, go to the university, get a good job. They think that's the only pathway that they have. They're not following their dreams. You know, uh, if a kid is studying in high school and they suddenly decide they, their dream is to, I don't know, travel around the world, they don't really have that option available. 
or um, you go to high, and one of the things that I really hate about the Korean system is that um, you go into the university with a um, and you get accepted into a major. So you can't switch majors. Mm. And you know, for me, that was a huge thing. You go into the university, you have in, in, in high school, you have no idea what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and especially the kids here, like all they did was study, 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 study. And they get to the university um, depending on their grade and into a major that they don't even know whether they like. Yeah. So I think no one of, likes their jobs. A lot of parents. A lot of parents pick it for them too. Yeah. Man. So I, I think the uh, I think that's what the Americans are doing really well is that giving the kids the opportunity to choose their own majors. Yeah. yeah. And think and grow in your yeah. in your formative years, right? Yeah. That's the. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and it's good for the universities too because if the kids like uh, I studied cognitive science for four years, but now I don't think I'm really right for the major. I want to switch into uh, say psychology. Yeah. And then I, I all I have to do is just take those classes for a couple more years and pay the university yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tuition however much that is yeah. that's good for the university too and and good for the kids absolutely that's why yeah in my university or in manitoba i don't know if you guys have it too which one? i think you probably do know uh oh, they, they had surveyed general. like 10 years of students uh-huh. and how many students changed their majors and got screwed having to do an extra one or two years uh-huh. and it was like 70 or 80 percent of students yeah so they introduced University One. Mm-hmm. And University One, you had to take X amount of courses from the science side and X amount from the arts side. And if you knew what you wanted, if you wanted to study kinesiology, you can go in and f- have a focused approach where all your electives were on the science side. But you had to take some of the courses from the arts side. And in case you had a change in mind, in case you came across something you didn't think or didn't know, you wouldn't be behind. Exactly. It didn't change, and all everyone was up in arms about it at the beginning. But they said, everyone said, "Oh, I got to do an extra year." It was never an extra year. It mm-hmm. was going to be four years. University one is just kind of a more open year. And then you'll instead you have- of being you're a biology major, I fucking hate biology. <laughs> okay, now you got four more years in chemistry. I hate chemistry. Okay, four more years. It was take a a, a huge you know selection of courses, and then after university one declare your major Mm -hmm. and even if you knew you wanted to be a a, what a psychologist whatever Mm -hmm. you could take all your electives going towards that and you might even be able to graduate earlier but it never impacted anyone negatively and now the amount of kids changing their majors has gone down to almost nothing because they have that first open year of no pressure and hey i got a rude awakening man i wanted to study kines and that intro to biology course, <laughs> it was a one-year course, and I failed the first one, the first year, so I took it again in the summer session, and I was like, I don't, it was a weeder course. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was just to get, to separate, you know, the jokes and the, and the serious guys, and mm-hmm. I fought and did whatever I had to do to get through it. Sat behind an Asian kid, and we, we made it through. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but then that set me on my path, and I was like, hey, maybe I don't want to do kinesiology if it involves this much. I, I thought it was sports medicine. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of more sporty than medicine-y, but um, it didn't put me behind. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a, a really smart decision by the government to introduce that program. Mm-hmm. And I really wish the Korean kids had that opportunity in Korea. But, you know, for that to work, they would have to put off all these, uh, like, medical schools and law schools into graduate school programs, mm. and they would change the entire system. Mm. So Good luck. Yeah, right now, I don't know how, I don't know if there's a solution to that. 
Yeah. I like they the, still have that option in Unist, but uh, yeah. yeah, but you see changes like very, very rarely. Yeah. How did you decide to come back here for med school instead of pursuing it in the States? Uh, so I initially I, I wanted to go to med school in the States and then I realized the um, so unless you're a citizen um, of the United States you oh, have yeah. to pay the full tuition Good up, up front <laughs> so four years of tuition which is 100 grand a year front. yeah about 100 grand Ooh. a year yeah so about 400 grand up front uh, making, oh, so, hold on a second <laughs> let me check dad I think you I got push that, that retirement back a few years <laughs> yeah. it's crazy it's yeah. crazy and, and it's surprising that like some students wow. actually pay that money to get into American medical schools and you would have to pay that that off for how, however many years it takes no scholarships no opportunities not unless you're like a straight A student mm. with like I don't know like a fucking D is haunting <laughs> you bro <Yeah. laughs> that D in art is coming <laughs> you know what we uh, we're looking at your resume here Dr. House. it looks uh, great but you know you're uh, that D. We can't accept you to the scholarship program. Sorry, D dude. In art. Yeah, there's a there's the door. Oh, oh man. I still can't draw for shit. Yeah. I didn't have the money, man. <laughs> so I was like, I can't go into this men's school. I got four hundred thousand Korean. Yeah. Huh? Uh, what is it? Korean how, one. How easy or how hard is it to get into med school here? And are you? What is the perception of the american graduate coming back mm. is it you haven't gone through you know mm. the hell that we have or do you get a free wow john hopkins oh please come come <laughs> this old day what is how, how what's the perspective maybe the maybe doctors perception? don't judge each other maybe we're all we're all in it together <laughs> no Hopefully. we do judge each other <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> a lot oh shit <laughs> I mean, um, I, I got pretty lucky, actually. Um, like, I didn't decide to come back to Korea until, like, my uh, second semester of my senior year. And um, up until that point, I was like, you know, I wanted to go into American medical schools. But when I decided to come back to Korea, um, they had this, uh, right now, they don't accept transfer students anymore. But they had this program. Um, the only trans not accepted in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun. Sorry. <laughs> that, that's recent? Recently, um, wow. <laughs> so for about uh, like I don't know how many, like four to six years, they would accept uh, transfer students from other majors and other universities into the uh, medical school program, and they would have it would essentially be a medical graduate school. They would only have to complete four years of medical school, and then they would graduate with same as the kids who would. Uh, Hold on, four years? They'd have to complete four years of med school. Yeah. So okay. it, it's the same thing um, as the kids who would do it for six years. Um, you would come into the uh, third grade, essentially. Okay. Yeah. And you would do four years, graduate as same as them, and then take Because the, typically uh, you do two exam. years of pre-med, yeah. four years of med school, yeah. and then residency. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I did that program, applied, and um, I got really lucky because some of the students would be studying for years to get into a medical school. <laughs> like, so, yeah. You don't feel like you cheated the system? <laughs> I mean, there there are tons of other kids. I don't uh, think they were chopping like wood in middle school. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would I had to take the uh, the exam meet. I I forgot what it stood for. It was just like a medical exam. Meet. Yeah, it's called meet. <laughs> that's a deadly one. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's like a, there's a one for a uh, dental school too. It's like DEET. Oh, do you? There's M E A T. Good thing there's not one for uh, I don't know technology. What we call teat. teat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So I had to take that, apply to a um, the one in Daegu, um, which conveniently wasn't looking at the scores as much. Um, and I just I, I just think I got con- really, really lucky getting into medical school in my first year of um, applications. How many med schools in Korea? I don't know. <laughs> 10, 20? Uh, probably more. Yeah, I, I, I never counted them. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. the, the most prestigious, Seoul, Yonsei? Seoul, yeah. I, 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 so you could actually only apply to two. Uh, I applied to Yonsei and uh, the one in Gyeongbuk. I did get the uh, first acceptance letter, but I uh, I went to the Yonsei uh, interviews. It was like a, like a, I don't know what it's called. Um, they ask you a bunch of these questions. Uh, there are also test questions. And it's not, they, they would throw you a poem in like Chinese characters as mm. well. And you would have to explain, it was like some, something on the duality of light and you had to explain it in your own terms. <laughs> like, I have no idea how to do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I failed um, at the interview and I ended up in, in Daegu. <laughs> you gotta channel Dr. House. Yeah. <laughs> Hit him with the cane. So oh, this man. says there's 40. Okay. 40 med yeah. colleges in Korea. And like where, not where, even, what's the school in Daegu? Uh, it's called Kyungbuk National yeah. University. Yeah. Oh, it's up there, one of the top ones. So, so you got in there and? Got in there. Um, and afterwards, it was just um, a straight path. You study for four years, take the national, uh, the medical exam, you become a doctor, and then you do your internship. So I did my internship at the Kyungbuk National University Hospital. One year internship. One year of internship. Has to be at a university hospital. Uh, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't could be anywhere. Be. Okay. Yeah. Could be at a secondary clinic. Uh, tertiary clinic whichever you want and then or some people don't even have to do it um you could just get your medical license and then go into one of those private uh clinics uh learn like uh learn lasik or i I don't know like later surgeries Mm, and then just going to uh you could be just doing uh like dermatology since then Mm. Yeah, so I got a lot of students telling me now they want to be skin doctors. Exactly. <laughs> well, there's one every ten feet. I mean. yeah. yeah, you walk down the street in Korea. It's it's like a it's a it's a hospital everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. What what were you when? I mean, is there the sizing up when you get into med school? Is it? Hey, where are you coming from? Where are you coming from? What do you do? <laughs> where are you coming from? Like, what what are your peers? Do they have a lot of questions for you coming from the States or? Well, thankfully, I wasn't the only one coming from the States. So they, they had uh, quite a few students who went hmm. to the um, went to the States to study. And uh, they all came from different backgrounds. So um, when I got accepted, uh, I w- it was through the transfer program. So the, like 33 of us were from, we had all different majors and we finished, we, we graduated and then we transferred into medical school taking the uh, the cool. MEE test. Mm-hmm. So everyone was from a different background. But the rest of the class, which was uh, the regular class who finished the pre-med for two years and then came up to the medical school, we got, so did, yeah, so everybody just from different backgrounds. Yeah. Oh, cool. Did a good, <clears throat> a good mix of people in there. Yeah. What's the internship like? The internship? It sucks because <laughs> you're not really doing a um, any of the clinical stuff. You're you're the uh, the hands and feet of the hospital. Mm. So you're you're in the OR, uh, the operating room. You're the one moving all the beds. You're you're the ones getting the patients and having them get onto the beds for the surgery. Is that necessary in the in the long run to uh, yeah. to understand how everything works? Yes, it is necessary. Yeah. But when you're when you're there. Um, 
it kind of hits you when you're the uh, last person left in the OR and you're mopping the- shit up off the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's two people um, at the end of a surgery that remains in the OR cleaning up. It's the intern and the janitor. Mm. So, and the janitor is probably uh, higher paid than us. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those hospitals in Seoul hire the pay the janitor to do the surgery sometimes, no? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy, watch this guy. Isn't that called <laughs> the janitor ghost doctor or something? Don't they? Yeah, the don't they get him to fill in on the weekends when they're too busy? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, a whole other issue. <laughs> the next episode. Have you ever seen? Uh, have you ever seen the picture of the doctor after he give uh, like a. 27 hour heart surgery or something Oof, yeah have you ever seen that when he's yeah he's just laying just there laying exhausted on the ground yeah and the the nurse is sleeping behind him oh that's, that's a wicked <laughs> that's a wicked picture yeah so you so you grind it out in the internship yep all the dirty work yep doesn't turn you off at all um i gotta finish this because i don't want to do uh, yeah, this anymore you, you have to finish it so <laughs> i didn't i didn't really have an option i was like i, I gotta finish it um if i want to become an actual doctor <laughs> so at that time did you know what you might want to specialize in or what you might want to focus in or yes i actually does that provide to... clarity for it or not not really not the internship itself but um i wanted to go into neurology obviously i was i, I had a cognitive science background and i was going to stay in Dago for that but by the end of it um i realized uh you know if i if i go into neurology and if i decide to go into private clinic um it would take me at least 10 more years to uh, have my own clinic and have my own patients mm. but versus if i inherit my dad's clinic which is in nephrology <laughs> um yeah, i could yeah i could shorten that 10 years and have my own patients by when i'm like 40 years old mm. so what i, is, I had sorry, to make was, that choice what was he do, what's he doing he's a he's a nephrologist so kidney nephrologist? Up. okay so he'd be doing dialysis and all that mm. Um, so I had to make a choice whether uh, I would follow my interests in cognitive science, uh, going to neurology. I'm still interested in that. Mm. But uh, for me, having come back and not inheriting my dad's clinic would have been letting go of a uh, whole new opportunity. So I had to make that choice. Um, but, it, but is it? Yeah. It, I mean, it's, again, it's like jumping on the fast track, right? Mm-hmm. It's good in that regard. But is it what you if you're passionate about? neurology and neuroscience is it taking the easy way or the fast way or but at the same time you don't live forever you do want to put another 10 years that, that's what i mean so yeah. that's that's the right i mean that's what you're mm-hmm. weighing right i had to wait an option uh just this past year and um i decided that uh i would let go of neurology mm. and um go into internal medicine and ever since i've been just trying to find my passion in internal medicine yeah it's yeah. A, yeah, it's not one good, one bad. I think you no. can find something you love within yeah. uh, within that. Yeah. And I bet that's probably common. Yeah. Among among <laughs> doctors or, or interns that they think they want to do this, get in the OR, holy shit, maybe I don't want to do that, yeah. see some of this, maybe I want to do this, something, watch another TV show and mm-hmm. it's you know, common in life. I mean Soda was lucky enough to get your number one pick for yeah. jobs, right? Mm-hmm. But if I don't know. France offered you a, a contract, and Netherlands had turned it down. I'm sure you wouldn't have been crying. Yeah, yeah too yeah. too hard. I it's mean, the, like even if you took neurology, there would be some aspects which you hate. Exactly. Yeah. Just, like the, figure out the yeah, best way. Yeah. Yeah. Like we what, don't always get to do what we want. So. Uh, yeah. How much did you consult your father with with these kind of decisions? Uh not as much actually. Hmm. Yeah, because 
for me, it was all down to what I wanted to do and whether I would regret my choices. Mm. And at this point, I don't regret my choices. So I must good. have been pretty happy or I mean, proud. He was, when he you, was thrilled. He was when like, you said, Dad, <laughs> hey, Dad, you're going to retire now. I'm ready. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, it's it's all what any dad would have wanted. Um, so he's he's absolutely happy. Um, you forgot about the C plus. <laughs> Everything's okay now. Yeah. <laughs> You can cover the cover that artwork up on the refrigerator. What's up? Does degree on it? Yeah. yeah. I think whatever in life, man. Whatever. I just uh, we have a friend who's considering moving back to Korea. And mm-hmm. my he's older, but my advice to him was whatever you. There's no right or wrong decision. Just whatever you decide. Just be confident in your decision, and yeah. then and pursue that. Don't uh, exactly look yeah. back and no, oh, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. You know, I'm, I'm brutal for that, but mm-hmm. I like to tell everyone else not to do it. <laughs> 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 oh man! Now you're a year into your residency, or yeah. So I'm I'm going into my second year of residency, and um, we only had to complete three years of residency, and then we do the fellowship. Then we become a uh, like a like a nephrologist. Yeah. How long is your fellowship? Fellowship one to two years. <clears throat> so does that include a journey to Mordor. <laughs> so does your father guide you through some room. of this process, or is this just your that'll be the fellowship? No. Well, he could. He could. Um, like. I'm I'm very lucky because if I have a patient that I don't know what to do with, right. I would call him up and be like, you know, so this is a uh, dad. I'm looking at this guy just left here. Shit, drop my phone in the hole. Yeah, but I try not to do that. You know, like I've lived independently from my parents for a long right. time. You know, I've been I've been away from them, um, so I've I've grown to be very independent. Um, I I try to solve my own problems. That's yeah. that's what our my wife works in front of the school or in front of the house, pretty good school or one of the better schools. And she said, I think I should bring our daughter to my school, even though she's zoned for the one next door. And I said, man, I don't think so. Nobody else gets to go and run to their mom. If someone bullies them or, you know, spills their lunch or whatever. I said, I don't think our kids should either. I, I don't want her, you know, Oh ma, no, no, no. Go and learn on your own. Nobody else gets to do that. So I, I think that's awesome that you have that independence because I think it's important and, and it's very lacking in a lot of young people here. Yeah. So how do you manage this, uh, this residency? Residency. It, how, I mean, Brian, where's the other one I put on? Oh, maybe 88. Eight. Yeah, whatever I put, 80 hours, 90 hours, whatever. How, yeah. how much are you working today? <laughs> so usually I work from, um, let's say, 7 to 6 p.m. every single day. Um, and uh, we have seven night shifts uh, in one month. So that would be, so I would work from 7 to 6. Um, that's the regular hours. And then from 6 to tomorrow morning at 7, p.m., uh, 7 a.m. And then, and then the work starts again for the next day. So, so one shot, you'll work. 36 hours. 36 hours. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. yeah, we don't get any time off in between that. <laughs> so so now with all the science, mm-hmm. all the social media and stuff, I mean, everyone preaches it now. Seven hours is the minimum to have mm. be at your most efficient self, productive self. You're the guys looking after us. Yeah. And you're yeah. supposed to be making these, you know, <laughs> life and death decisions in some cases. And you're going on a 36-hour shift. Well, how did how did who who makes these things up? <laughs> so, yeah, what role does sleep play in yeah. your sleeping habits? Sleep, it, like I would love to sleep like 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> but I mean, the truth is, we can't we we can't 
well, we, we don't have the schedule for that. Um, like it, like the doctors would love to have a balanced life. You know, I, like when I went the night shifts, uh, I would love to get that eight hours of sleep. But the fact is, we we just can't. Right, <laughs> like the, right. the medical system here isn't uh, structured so that you have like five doctors looking after one patient so that each of us could get eight hours of sleep. We have one doctor looking after twenty patients. So it's because of a lack of doctors not necessarily okay uh, so like, that's that's like a bit a of a of misconception mm -hmm. uh so the way that the korean uh medical system is structured is that the government um has their own uh, medical fund so national uh, public health care fund and um they would uh insure about like 80 to 90 percent uh, <laughs> of the medical bill depending on what it is right what your diagnosis is and we don't really have a shortage of doctors we have a shortage of doctors in the fields that we need them okay yeah we have tons of doctors but they're all working outside in the uh private clinics doing gotcha. dermatology stuff okay, okay. yeah so i mean say you're a uh, you're a medical student and you have an option of becoming either a dermatologist and a cardiac surgeon a cardiac surgeon may earn um uh a bit more but the you dermatologist twenty four seven. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and obviously they would pick uh, dermatology over uh, cardiology. <clears throat> oh, you get a regular but life. Won't, right? Yeah, uh, won't like doctors uh, have a say against this in to the government? Like, uh, as a patient, I wouldn't like my heart mm -hmm. to be operated by someone who has been up for thirty no, hours. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I'm and sure, they, and they should know better than anyone that mm -hmm. they yeah. shouldn't be operating. Like. But the, I don't, I don't understand it. This isn't just in Korea. This no, it's is, everywhere. This yeah, is everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And thinking, what's funny when I worked uh, at a wine factory in uh, as a as a university student, there was rules against mm -hmm. working more than like uh, I think it was a sixteen hour shift. Like you could do one, but then you need so many hours off in between, and that's. Just like stay awake, push yeah. a button sometimes. But that's standard not, uh, in many industries now. Yeah. yeah. Lots. Like drug drivers yeah. have hey. this like time. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. 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 Lots do. More than 14 hours. Everyone except for the but people the who are taking care of our hearts. Our hearts are <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. running on fumes. There, yeah, but there might be something special for surgery, right? They wouldn't call you in. They wouldn't call a heart surgeon in after <laughs> time to sleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going down for a nap here. I mean, yeah. surgery is one of the fields that have a shortage of hand nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Because like um, you can earn so a lot more money when you have a private clinic, um, other than in like a university hospital. Yeah, yeah. So these medical students aren't choosing the the necessary fields for um, say like we have a lot of these uh, <laughs> patients with uh, so we have a lot of doctors in the elective fields rather mm. than the necessary fields yeah. because they're not as they're not paid as well. Mm. I mean you. As a human, you're obviously going to make the choice that gives you more, um, gives you more pay. Yeah. Yeah. So. So shouldn't there be a major push to incentivize <laughs> from governments where we need the doctors? I mean, we need surgeons. Yep. They've been, they've been There's trying There's a North that. Korean attack tomorrow. <laughs> We're effed. Yeah. I That's mean, what they've been trying, but um, it, it's not easy because no one wants the doctors to get paid better. Because what the what the um, general I didn't population vote, I didn't sees, vote against that. And mm. what the general population <laughs> see is that all these doctors with uh, 
with fancy cars, fancy houses, they're seeing the uh, the highest grossing group of people that have their own clinics. Mm. They're not seeing the doctors working away in the university hospitals. Right? Mm. Yeah, so I, that's it's just an inherent problem in the community. It's funny. It's not any better yeah. at home. You look down the road 50 years, we're going to all have like this super beautiful skin. <laughs> Inside's going to be cool. rotten. Exactly. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what Everyone the in solution? this day and age. Yeah. And what, the solution? You know, a, a lot smarter people than me would be trying to figure that out and they haven't been able to. <laughs> Good so, answer. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish there was a solution. It I seems really, like there yeah. would be an easy solution. I mean, I... no, but hold on. We 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 started this conversation off with let's enjoy our lives more and and <laughs> and have a balanced life. And kids, you said kids are waking up and they don't want to work eighty hours a week. So why why would you? You know why? So hire why? more doctors. Well, so the, no the, no one wants hospitals. to do it. So incenti- yeah, incentivize surgeons. Yeah. Well, they've, they've so that you're not you're not yeah. making ten times more in a private clinic as you are as a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Incentivize surgeon as the number one doctors in the country. But the general population would hate it when when the government says we're going to be paying the surgeons more, hmm. right? Because so it, then it's need, all their then, then you need money. Ne- then you need an education campaign where where it says listen, yeah, I don't know, could you do that in Canada? My dad has to wait three years for a knee replacement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our yeah. buddy just came here because a. a, a MRI was going to take two years. Mm-hmm. He had a. He had Are they really going to come? Like this is where you end up getting if you keep following Canada's model. Okay. Yeah. He had shoulder pain for. He had something growing in his shoulder for two years. Couldn't. Oh wow. The doctor just gave him a cortisone shot. He said at the most he came here was within a week. The he Korean had doctor's eyes popped out when he said, "How long have you had this? Two years." <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? I'm still See, waiting for my first MRI yeah. consultation. Not even the MRI. That doctor's like, "Come back at six. We'll take it out." <laughs> he came back. So cut it out. Yeah. the American system may not be ideal, mm-hmm. but if you need something done, you got the cash. It gets done. Yeah. But the that, problem is a lot of people don't have the cash. But mm-hmm. what about a hybrid system? And that's what Canada, I think, should be moving towards. That's what Korea it is. Is a hybrid system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but now they have, to, I think, so isn't it obvious mm-hmm. then that they have to incentivize the places they're lacking? If that's surgeons or, or what, general practitioners, whatever they're lacking in. That's why mm-hmm. I think we're lucky and we, we But too, what, what about, um, you would have to accurately predict what the problems in 10 years are going to be, mm-hmm. not what the problem is now, right? That's a that would be another problem. But if you said oh, heart operations are going to go away, though, I mean, it you're going to need yeah, surgery. Which one? Though, right? Which like ones? you don't want a doctor operating a heart for thirty hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. See, the policymakers yeah. aren't basing their decisions on. Um, Means, there should be like a baseline who, which you do not compromise. Like I, but he's saying there's like, there there's not enough be people. No way that you come up with a solution that someone has to stay up for thirty six hours. I mean, no, yeah, how about in Canada yeah. where you got to stay in the hallway for 52 hours? Hallway? In the hallway in Canada mm. yeah. on the gurney. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not even in a room. In the hallway. Yeah. I mean, so, the uh, solution to our problem would really be to incentivize becoming a surgeon. But the government isn't making the policies for that because the policymakers aren't thinking about whether the doctors are getting enough sleep. They're thinking about how many votes they're going to get. So they're and, not going to pay. And the policymakers mm-hmm. don't have to deal with this. They got the they money to they go don't. in and get their surgery tomorrow and yeah. pay up and yeah. get a good doctor. Probably, with well, exactly. Well, nice the rest. cardiac advisor is like a very, very big hospital doctor like mm-hmm. who is like about to retire. 
So, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have that incentive to like. They don't. They don't. How's the industry? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to fix? Nope. Yeah. 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 So, nope. no perfect. So, looking to your father, looking up to your father, mm. how do you feel his work-life balance? And uh, I mean, is it good? Is that something you hope to to follow? in his footsteps or do you hope to change it up a little bit shit my dad worked really hard he never takes time off he doesn't get to go on vacation i want to do something totally different or i mean he has been working really hard he's been working well every single day including saturdays but um that's partly because he's a uh, nephrologist um doing doing dialysis um the dialysis schedule is usually mondays wednesdays fridays or tuesdays thursdays and saturdays mm. so he has to work six days out of the out of week um but now he has his clinic uh scheduled so that he takes afternoons off on tuesdays and thursdays so if you're running your own clinic you have that um you have that yeah freedom to choose your make your own schedule so but hold on if i was doing that and that was the situation i'd say okay Hey, Bri, let's have a clinic together because I don't want to work every Saturday. <laughs> and you can do six months of Saturdays and I'll do six months of Saturdays and we can have every other day off. Yeah. And we can take, and we can take, you know, we can both work full on during this part of the year and have a few extra I work Monday, Wednesday, customers, Friday. patients. <laughs> That'd be all right. That's exactly yeah. what my, like one of the uncles did. Like he was working probably like 36 hours. Like mm-hmm. he used to go for night shifts in India. Now yeah. like five doctors, they came together and they started their own clinic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people are just going into private clinics because um, they the can system. manage their own schedules. So you got a brother or sister joining the team or what? Unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll, be, it'll just be a one-man game. So do you think there'll be some overlap then? Hey, Dad, why don't you slowly phase out for five years? Yeah, that's And, and that's he can kind of, yeah? Yeah. That'll yeah. be the fellowship? I guess. Uh, well, yeah. not the fellowship I had to do separately. Um, but after that, uh, I have a couple of options. I could either become like a professor at a university hospital or I can come out um, work with my dad. Um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe a, at least a couple of years um, so that I can learn what he's been doing. And, uh, and he wants to retire, obviously. He's like 63, <laughs> I think. No. Yeah. Bali, Bali, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> So he's, he's definitely looking forward to that. Um, but I don't know. For me, I, I don't really have any plans for after my, uh, my uh, I guess, my medical uh, specialist, degree, like nephrology degree, because mm. uh, anything could change in the past, uh, in the next, like, three, four years. Mm. So I'm keeping my um, options open. But the l- most likelihood is that you'll take over dad's. Exactly, dinner. yeah. And I think that would be pretty cool to be able to work with your dad yeah. for even a year or two years or whatever. I just watched Felino, uh, his nephew scored a goal the other night for Boston, assisted by his uncle. Oh, that's oh, awesome. How cool is wow. that? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> First goal in the NHL, assisted wow. by your uncle. Who probably did it like wow. 20 years earlier yeah. on the backyard rink. <laughs> and oh. I, I was trying to do the ages, I'm like, I guess, he's 38, nephew's 21, whatever, oh, older awesome. older brother's first kid, like, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just think, yeah, well, getting a chance to work with your dad, what a... What an opportunity. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's a great thing for him, too, because um, he's always been uh, really sad that he had to live away from me uh, for, mm-hmm. uh, for a really, really long time. Yeah. At least 10 years of my life, I've been living away from my family. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a family in the States, um, my friend's family, who really just 
accepted me into their family. Um, I had a holiday home that I could go go to nice. whenever I was on vacation, and he felt like he was left out from my life um, mm. as a as a dad figure. Yeah. And for him to be able to spend his time um, with his son um, after all those years of being apart, um, he's he's been telling me that it's been very special for him. Awesome. Yeah. Are you living at home now? Uh, no, I'm I'm living in Donggu, um, and my parents are living in Nambu. Yeah. But you, I mean, still get to come and go when yeah. you want, and that yeah. must be nice. I actually have a dinner uh, with him this this afternoon. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Um, what do you do to ensure your mental health is on par? Oof. Um, I, I do better a serve ton patients, of stuff yeah. um, off of work. Call of um, Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty too. <laughs> I play tennis. Um, I, I go to volunteering activities. Mm. Um, I do cooking a lot. So, mm. I don't know, like... One of the professors told me something uh, that really hit the spot. Um, he was like, you can't really find happiness at work. You're never going to be happy working because um, it's, it's, it's a matter of how less um, painful it is to work. Okay. But you're going to be finding happiness off from work in mm. your own time. Um, and that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to um, make friends here in Ulsan, um, you know, take care of my uh, physical health as well as mental health in my own time. Sweet. Yeah. Is uh, there um, is there any Huishik or uh, team dinners or yeah. you got a picture on your cacao or somewhere Yeah. and it looks like all 22-year-old doctors and I was like, wow, <laughs> what a team, man. Are you guys just the balling doctors of Ulsan or is that your Daegu buddies or do you go out for team dinners or anything? Or We do, we do. We had one uh, quite recently actually where we went to this, um, we had some leftover uh, fun from our department and we had to spend, I don't know how much, it was It was like, it was like a certain amount that we had to spend and uh, we were like, all right, we're going to go get a uh, Korean barbecue. Yeah. So we went with like, it was only like seven of us, and we ended up having thirty-two oh, of like soju? Ser- thirty-two servings. <laughs> oh, thirty-two servings! Oh, nice. Yeah, there. between the seven of us, and it was it was crazy. Five hundred grams of meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How much yeah. are we beating? Half. A I mean, kilo. none of us really drink that much, uh, thankfully. Um, and even the professors, like, like maybe in the past they would force you to drink, or you would have to drink, but nowadays there's a lot less of that. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with the uh, department and the colleagues that I'm with. That's what I was going to ask because we, yeah. we both worked at Chune Bogande yeah. for, he was there five years or something. I was there a couple of years. But I found that talking to some of the nurses that have gone out to the field mm-hmm. and, and even talking about what are your biggest fears from talking to Onni or mm-hmm. Sube, Sambes, whatever. And it's always the culture. Yeah. The nurses are shit on. They're bottom of the... Even within the ranks of nurses, you're the bottom of the barrel of the nurses and the, the five unnies are talking down to you. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of them, not a lot, but a significant amount for me wanted to go to Canada and Australia and the UK because they get paid way more mm-hmm. and they don't have that toxic hierarchical culture in the hospital. I thought, what a terrible place to have it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where you need the most cohesion exactly, in a bloody yeah. hospital. Yeah. And you're saying, hey, you're younger than me. Get the freaking bedpan. <laughs> no, that's your job. Screw you. I was from John Hopkins. You're from Wilson <laughs> College. Come on. What? How, how does it... I mean, you've been around a little bit now. Do you see that? Is it changing? Is it... Most of them would say they fear the doctors because the mm. doctors treat them like shit. There's definitely less of it. 
um, I can tell. But uh, I mean, I, I can't speak for the uh, the nurses because uh, yeah. I don't really know how um, how much of that culture plays into their workspace. <laughs> but for us, um, they've been really uh, pushing that whole equality at the job place, um, at the workplace. And uh, I don't know. I haven't felt that... Uh, I haven't felt like the culture aspect really interferes with how effectively you're working. So good. I, I think that's a very positive. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Deadly. Uh, one more here. <clears throat> how do you find? How do you define success in your life mm. and as a doctor? Oof. As a doctor, take your time. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no. Uh, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. Personally, I would define success in my life as long as I'm happy. You know. I've I've never been really unhappy in my life. Um, wherever I am, I just try to find uh, whatever that motivates me. But uh, as a doctor, I think success is um, when you can really save another life. Like mm. that's all there is to being a doctor. Yeah. Um, you're you're taking care of that other patient. You're taking care of others, and there's nothing better than um, when the patient gets better. Mm. So, I would say that's success as a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Sending, I mean, getting patients, having patients trust you. Yeah. Fixing them and sending them on their way. Yeah. Have you have you had any of those moving, touching experiences thus far? Uh, yes. I mean, or, or even yeah. even on the other end of the spectrum, any traumatic experiences? Because it must, you know, you get both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've. It sucks when you first become a doctor and start seeing patients, and you realize that. Uh, there's sometimes there's really not much that you can do you can't fix to save their lives. Okay. But um, there are times when um, a patient that you're, you're you're close to that you've been seeing for a couple of weeks up to a couple several months, and they will remember you and thank you for what you have done. Um, yeah. And that's that's the best part about the job. You Must know? be a great feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's on a whole new level of some kids like you taught me in a hongguan I, re- I remember you <laughs> you're like oh sweet that, that feeling is incredible I can't imagine like oh mm. my god you saved my I, I remember having th- that feeling of, of really deep thanks it was weird but there was a, a scare when my mm. wife was pregnant I went and picked her up out of the hospital and the doctor gave her some shot I have no idea what it was but he's like after you get this shot like everything's gonna be fine mm. don't, don't worry about it she was 10 weeks pregnant and I saw that doctor in an elevator, mm. like we're at his apartment. And I just looked at him and he's like, hello. I was like, I think you really helped my family in some weird way. <laughs> and he's like, I don't remember you at all. I was like, dude, thank you. And then just got off the elevator. But it was, it was yeah, that's, that's. I cool, bet man. that made his day. Oh, dude, yeah. guaranteed. That I was, I, I felt almost, <laughs> almost nervous or embarrassed to, to say something. But, um, you know, I mean, for all the grind that you go through in the, in the hard work and, and mountains that you have to climb, and I think that uh, that makes it all worth it, doesn't it? Really does. Sweet. You mentioned you did an observation <laughs> ship in Bangkok. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit of what that entails? I've, <laughs> I've never heard. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I've so, done a different one. I wasn't a different kind of doctor. So in Korea, we call it like a sub internship, and what what it is is uh, during your uh, either medical school years, you have a chance to. Uh, either do it in one of the Korean hospitals or go abroad and you're just shadowing a doctor around um, in department. For me, it was neurosurgery and then ophthalmology because um, uh, I wanted to, oh no, 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 it was 
neurosurgery and uh, ENT, which was like the ear, nose, and throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I was interested in uh, neurotology. Um, so I was there for one month, two weeks in neurosurgery. I would go into different surgeries and just observe. Mm. Um, I couldn't do anything since I, I didn't have the degree there. So these doctors would, uh, they had a huge screen, on, like a TV in the OR, and you could see everything that was going on. Yeah. Now, I didn't understand shit, yeah. but they would explain like, oh, this is the brain, and this is this, these are the set arteries, and uh, here's an aneurysm, and mm. this is how we clip it. Um, and in the neurotology, wow, I was... That would be so cool. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool to see all those surgeries that you normally wouldn't get to yeah. see. And one of the best surgeries that I've been into, not, I guess best isn't really the right uh, adjective for that. But one of the most interesting surgeries yeah. that I've been into, it was, a, it was a Parkinson's patient and they were doing deep brain stimulation. No. And for this, the patient has to be awake. So they're doing open brain surgery and the patient is completely awake. And Hold on. Is the is the skull completely cracked open? They cut a little square yeah, in it, they and they're like just a hole in it, and then um, put the wires down inside. They put the electrodes in, and we have to ask the patient to uh, count from like one to ten, and depending on where you're st- stimulating the brain, one, um, two, black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I can't count anymore. So that was really interesting to see. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wild. That's uh, that's interesting, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I spent the entire month in Bangkok just going to different surgeries, um, going into different uh, like outpatient clinics. Mm. and uh, But I would still have time off in the afternoon. Um, go to Pat so Pong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I would just yeah. travel uh, to a bunch of different places. <laughs> Continue my, my uh, study of the, of the amazing Anatomy. human body. Yeah. <laughs> Look what we can do. Um, but the... <laughs> Mr. Dean, good advice. Mr. Dean, oh just for you. <laughs> so, let me write your name with this marker. Um, <laughs> wow. What was it? <laughs> no, I was going to say, the, I was reading so at some point in the past that Thailand has quite a developed sure. medical system. And like, yep. I don't know, I very generally i think we would view thailand as southeast asia not that you know not that affluent or, or developed and they, they have a really mm. advanced medical they system don't they they have a pile of retirees there man yeah i mean we should have <laughs> right? we should have known that after the tsunami yeah. in 2004 i mean yeah. you know 50,000 expats retiring there for the winters i mean yeah. you better have a decent me- I and mean, that's why they can retire there because they do have a good medical system yeah. just from traveling around southeast asia i mean pd dislocated his shoulder in cambodia or vietnam mm. go french hospital all french doctors like holy shit man how much <laughs> 40 bucks sure no problem uh, and that's what makes it affordable in lots of these places they do have good medical care Mm-hmm. wild <laughs> sweet 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 so uh maybe a couple the, quick ones before we, yeah. we wrap it up on the landmine instructor <laughs> your, your military duty was a landmine instructor yeah yeah i kind of fell upon that too um Oh, didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, I so it was like the regular army. So I, I went to the uh, training camp, which was for like one month, and then I got my um, I, I got my placement. Um, they send you a text, and for me, it was they. I got a text saying it was like a <laughs> just coordinates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm ready. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know, you me a text, and it was like, oh, you're an army engineer. 
I'm like, what is an army engineer? I had no idea. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then I got shipped off to this uh, uh, like engineer school, which was in uh, in, in Guangzhou. So it was quite far away from mm. Walton. And then we had to take like a, a month of extra class. And it was all on the landmines. And uh, <laughs> we would learn how to uh, disable or uh, the bury the landmines. Or bury. Yeah. So we would have to install the landmines too. Still? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, We're still playing. Just a practice, shit. isn't it? Uh, a practice, yeah. <laughs> not, and mostly it's not for. Still, uh, yeah, we're we're I still mean, bearing landmines in, in Korea. Twenty twenty two, don't we no, get a I mean, drone or something? That was just part of your practice. Yeah, isn't it's, it? just, oh, okay. it's just part of the learning okay, okay. process. Jesus. I got you. Yeah, and then they were uh, selecting <laughs> a. I went to a sheep farm last summer. Yeah. I went to a sheep farm up in the mountains, and it has signs everywhere: "Beware of landmines." Yeah. It looks like they're fifty years old. I'm like, holy shit! Not going for a walk there. That's why they put the sheep there. You have to know how to plant them to take them out. So yeah. Yeah, so we learned all that, and then during that time, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna need a few instructors here." So, I I applied, and then just got the job, and it was it was actually really fun because uh, I got to. <laughs> well, usually for the army engineers in uh, doing landmines, they get placed off into the front lines because there there are no landmines in the back. Uh, you know, they're they're all placed in the front, so. Uh, for me, I, I remained in uh, Gwangju uh, teaching all these kids who would come straight off of training camp and um, teach them what the landmines are, how to uh, how to find them on the field, and how to plant them. Because these are guys in the DMZ who might come yep. across them? Exactly. Wild. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it'd be really scary because by the end of the end of those four weeks, they would do a real, like a live landmine uh, planting session. Jeez. So it'd be... I like, can't imagine any of my students prepared to do this stuff. Yeah, so some, some crazy guy could come along and just decide to go, boop, and you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> true, true or false? I had, uh-huh. I, it's funny you put landmines. I think last week I was talking to uh, one of my students who... Uh, he told me when he was in the army, uh-huh. uh, if you step on a landmine, like, sorry, in a movie, you yeah. step on the landmine, they're like, oh, we got to transfer the weight. You know, we gotta trans- <laughs> but he said, if you step on it, you're fucked. You're, exactly. It just blows your leg well, off. That, right? That's you like a Hollywood misconception. Why would you make a landmine that way? For Hollywood. <laughs> it's to build suspense. <laughs> you gotta, like you want landmines the, don't work that way. <laughs> you want the guy to know that he's going to blow up, right? Mm-hmm. It'll s- s- put the fear of God and I'm like, oh, yeah. man. Oh, that's wild. You know, another funny one. It was uh, Stacy's brother. Yeah. Who We've interviewed Stacy a couple times. He was a fisherman up in Seoul. Yeah. I remember him posting one time on Facebook about uh, he was, I don't know where he was fishing. Maybe down at the end of the hangang or something mm-hmm. i don't know at maybe a narrow narrow point and he got a text message like if you're fishing here you yeah. got to stop <laughs> because there was floods in north korea and it, uh, and it yeah. washes all the landmines yeah. down in the, <laughs> down the river man <laughs> can you imagine that that's just i got a text last week that said watch for falling space debris from a u.s satellite <laughs> between yeah between 12 and 1 exactly do, do you get that do between twelve. That was from the government. How often do you want? Is everybody outside looking up for the space debris? Or I thought, dude, if you if you did get hit by it first, who's responsible? Mm. Like, do you call NASA and be like, bro, your your satellite <laughs> cut my left arm? fucking U.S. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. If yep. you found if you found one, like 
half buried into the ground in the park, dude, you just got to go shimmy up next to it. Like, put your arm under it and just pass out until someone finds you. Like, oh, you fucking, you got me. Take a picture quick. And then sell, oh, it, on, sell it on Amazon for yep. a billion dollars. No, dude, you, you just lay under it with, like, smack your head on it, get a little blood, just lay underneath. <laughs> Dr. Dean, fuck, satellite hit me. Yeah. Oh, I need million dollar liver surgery. <laughs> it fell, it hit me right in the liver. <laughs> I need that new dialysis. Oh man, good times. Anything else? Yeah. You uh, anything you want to add? Uh, I could go for hours, but I think maybe for one episode, yeah. this is good. Maybe we yeah. get you back later about uh, maybe some more general stuff. All right, sounds good. Yeah, uh, yeah, or something I'd like to talk about in the future. Nate sent me a good uh, article on some. Uh, there's one blogger that wrote about uh, how Korean doctors are portrayed in dramas mm. versus the actual versus the actual thing so i think yeah. that, that'd be a good that'd be a good topic to discuss in the future Absolutely. but listen really really thank you for first for volunteering coming out i mean like you said you don't have much uh free time and to to spend it you know helping your your local community and coming in to waste some time with us is is awesome thank you so much that's great thank you for having thank me you, thank really you. appreciate it yep. nice thanks yeah. thank we'll you. talk to you next time bye